This episode is dedicated to anyone that relapsed from alcohol or drugs recently. Um, This episode is so important. This is my most important episode. I'm dedicating this to everyone that I recently spoke to, and you know who you are who relapsed. And this is a tool for you. I'm asking anyone that's listening to this, please share this podcast. This is one of my most important podcasts, and you have to share this. We want to spread this out to as many outlets as possible because every day someone is relapsing and their whole life is shattering. And they do not understand that they have uh, recourse, and they don't understand that they could get back on a wagon, and they're beating themselves up, and they're they're waddling in shame, pity, guilt, and embarrassment. And we want to snap them out of it and get them right back on track. I love you guys. This episode is dedicated to you. Welcome to the Sober's Dope Podcast with your host, Pop Buchanan. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing today? I want to thank everyone who tunes into the Sober's Dope Podcast. I want to shout out Anchor.fm for definitely creating this amazing platform for us to express ourselves. This episode today is probably one of the most important episodes and subjects I will ever have to do in my lifetime. And this episode is about relapse, okay? Because, ladies and gentlemen, if you know anything about addiction and if you know anything about recovery... The most saddest and hurtful experience for the addict and for the recovering addict is the day that they unfortunately relapse. I've been there before, and the effect of relapse on your family and friends, and most importantly yourself, is just devastating. It's devastating. And I definitely would like to encourage anyone that's a family or friend to a recovering addict to definitely exercise extreme caution and extreme compassion to anyone in your life that may be experiencing a relapse because I'm a, I guarantee you the guilt the shame and the embarrassment that the addict feels the next day it's just it's just unexplainable because in the moment you know you cave in you give in to whatever forces you've been fighting whatever internal struggles you may have had you break and that breaking point results into a relapse which could res- which could lead to an extremely long binge um and which can throw family and addict right back into the throes of addiction. And, and, you know, it could be harder to get back on track. But a lot of that, I think, comes from the guilt and embarrassment and a depression and disappointment associated with relapse. So today I want to talk about relapse and I want to do a short deep dive on it because... I'm out here, I'm talking to people, I'm in the different forums on Facebook, I'm talking to people on Instagram, 
I'm in the streets. I'm out here. And, um, you know, the Sober is Dope podcast and the Sober is Dope movement is all about highlighting the benefits of sobriety and recovery. And almost every other day I wake up and I'll see someone post something online and and I and literally five seconds before I press record on this podcast, I just was reading um, a young lady's by the name of Megan, um, and that's all I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna mention her last name. She had mentioned that she relapsed, and I just really felt bad because she said, "Hey, hey guys, hi everyone. I relapsed and I feel terrible and I feel just guilty and disappointed." And um, I know that feeling because whether your drug of choice is alcohol or harder drugs, you know, when you relapse, everything feels great. You feel like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm living, I'm on top, you're having fun, you got that rush to your system. But as we know, alcohol and drugs are insidious and immediately the reality of what of the addiction kicks back in and then the next day once all of that wears off and robs you of all your dignity and sanity you wake up just feeling totally barren and just totally depleted and screwed up and you just don't know where to go and it's like you break everything new again overnight and it's just it's like you feel like you just destroy everything good and all the promise goes out the window the most important thing for me, and I really want to stress this to you guys, if you are out there and you relapsed and you're listening to this, there's not enough time within a 24-hour period for you to stay in the depression, the guilt, the shame, and embarrassment of the relapse. You have to understand that the faster you can get right back on track, that's the faster you can get your life back in order. Because it's too easy to give in to the guilt, the shame, embarrassment, and depression. You know, you're gonna feel lousy. That's the physical reactions of relapses, hardcore. You're gonna feel depleted. Your energy's gonna be all over the place. Your body's gonna want to be, your brain and body's gonna be telling you you need to use again to feel better. Every cell in your body is gonna be telling you, well, you know what, you already relapsed. Just take a little bit more and we'll get back on track later. That's a lie, that's an illusion. That leads to a whole nother year or two or three and possible death or overdose for giving in to those fake and fictitious urges because your mind is going to be playing tricks on you. All right. And I know this from experience. I'm not a medical doctor. And in my disclaimer, I should say that seek medical advice and stuff. But listen, I'm living this through experience. And I was really upset with myself when I relapsed because... You know, years ago, because I've been sober for six years, but I relapsed twice in my life, and then the third time I got sober was the last time, and I'm not not planning on relapsing ever again. Because one, I don't play mentally with the concept of possibly drinking down the line. I think a lot of people who are recovering from alcohol and drugs, some, 
play with a dangerous thought. Some people can play with that dangerous thought that, you know, one day I, I'll be mature enough and I'll be in an environment where I can enjoy a drink like normal people. But if you are suffering from the disease of alcoholism and you are allergic to alcohol, there's no reality where you could ever drink without it becoming a permanent addiction. That needs medical intervention and hard intervention to get you back on track. So don't even play yourself, right? Because if you play yourself, what's going to happen is you're going to get stuck. And you're going to go right back to that vicious cycle that we all are trying to avoid, right? The whole point of the Sober Dope podcast is so we can avoid relapse and we can enjoy the fruits of our labor and benefits of sobriety. But for the addict and for the person out there that's currently re- that currently relapsed, I'm here to tell you it's okay. It's okay. We all know through experience that relapse is an essential part of recovery. Sometimes people have to they'll get there two or three or four times before they really get to a point where they understand the dangers of addiction. All right, using is a dangerous thing. It's not about having fun. It's not about letting off some steam. It's not about unwinding. If you are an addict, and that means drugs, alcohol, uh, and you are an uh, suffer from substance abuse addiction, the nature that that reality and then the 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 nature of your addiction is something that is very serious and it's not a joke okay so this episode is very important i wanted to let you guys know that i'm doing this out of extreme love and urgency and compassion because i want you to hear me listen to me closely If you currently relapse, if you relapse recently, I need you to know that the time is the time is ticking. I need you to sit down, take a deep breath. Remember why you started. Remember that your body is going to be trying to ask you to give in to these urges and you, you know, you're going to probably have to work it out. But. I need you to take a real deep moral inventory, take some deep breaths, and figure out a plan. But that plan for me and my advice to you is to run like hell to get back into some form of a detox or some form of medical environment where you could get some type of medical induce or supervision or detox because sometimes a relapse is an extreme situation and sometimes you need an extreme reaction to that to snap you back you know too many people wait that was my big mistake i should have never waited back in the days when i relapsed i should have when i woke up and i was like oh my god i relapsed and i feel terrible i should have called the ambulance or called a cab and went right to the emergency room and asked them for a detox i should have called my family members and said hey listen i don't have time for you guys to be upset with me i don't have time for everybody to be mad if you love me come get me and can we go back to a detox please because i I messed up but i want to get right back on track and i'm gonna tell you something you will not you you can't imagine the amount of support a family member that watches you relapse or a friend that watches you relapse if someone loves you and noted and re and watches you relapse They're going to do anything in your power to help you. 
But the one thing that you can't do is try to give in to those urges. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So when this, uh, for, on this first part of this episode about relapse, I want to talk about the three stages of relapse and possible techniques to prevent um, relapse, okay? And then we're going to talk more about all things relapse-related. But in the interim, I'm, anyone out there that's struggling, I will pray for you. God loves you. God, are, God is on your side. The world is on your side. Everyone wants to see you win. You have millions of strangers out there that are struggling with the same thing or have went through the same thing that you're going through. Don't beat up on yourself. Don't, don't, don't stay in that fear and that depression and that guilt, shame, and embarrassment too long. All right, get right back. Go right back. There's nothing wrong with falling off the wagon, but you can get right back on. You don't want to miss the train back to recovery. Get right back on there. Do not drag this out for another month or two. All right, ladies and gentlemen. All right, my name is Pop Buchanan. I am almost seven years sober. December 12th, 2019 is my seven-year anniversary, and this year I actually turned 40, so it's kind of cool. I have these perfect numbers, right? Um, the number seven in um, Hebrew and, um, and in biblically means completion and perfection, and I think seven years at 40 years old is a really good sign that I'm on the right track because numbers don't lie, right? Like Jay-Z always say, numbers don't lie. So I'm praying for you guys. Pray for me. We're going to cut to a short message from our sponsor. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about getting um, our friends and family out there who suffer from relapse the help that they need. God bless you guys. Catch you in the next segment. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for your patience and thank you for still hanging in there if you're still there. Um, we had to drop some messages from our sponsors to pay the bills. Anchor.fm is an amazing app. I love Anchor and that's why I'm bringing this podcast to you. Um, so, moving along. So, relapse, relapse, relapse. The dangers of relapse, how to survive relapse. What is relapse, right? So for us in the sober community, relapsing is when someone that's currently in recovery, you know, recovery is when you have enough time under your belt where you're not using your drug of choice, whether it be alcohol or drugs or narcotics or any kind. And, you know, relapse is when you break that. It's like breaking a fast. It's like, you know, when you're when you're abstinent from alcohol or drugs, you know, and then you relapse It's when you break that abstinence by using your drug of choice, which kind of throw which tends to throw people into a horrifying and terrible state of addiction and a longer, stronger binge in the spiritual world. And in the Bible, they talk about when you would expel a demon, you know, um, seven more demons come back stronger to haunt you. Something like that. I'm not I'm not quoting verbatim, but the concept of relapse that always stuck in my head because I did notice that 
every time I relapsed, my addiction became uglier and stronger. It was as if the demons associated with the drugs or alcohol just came back stronger. And for me, on a human level, I think that's the compounded guilt and the shame of embarrassment of relapse. So the purpose for this episode is try to reduce the shock of relapse because if because most of the time when someone relapsed physically they already relapse emotionally and mentally so there's stages to relapsing and if we can identify these stages and the symptoms that brings us to these stages, then we can have a better understanding of what relapse really feels like. Because anyone that relapses physically has to relapse mentally. You have to flirt subconsciously with the dangers of using again. You know, you have to give in to the pressures of life and, you know, and you start to build an internal case to justify the relapse. But when the reality of the relapse actually kicks in and kicks you in the butt, when you wake up in that shock, you feel really physically, chemically, and emotionally and spiritually violated because drugs and alcohol are way more powerful than uh, on on our systems than we we can imagine. So we're always flirting with danger. If you're flirting with using again, you're flirting with danger because somehow the thought of relapsing or using again is always more fun than the actual act itself. Because when you really get when it, when it really hits you, that reality really hits you and you wake up, you're like, "Oh my goodness." I feel horrible. Feels like you feels like someone beats you up, poisons you, and 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 kicks you around and st- starves you. It just feels horrible, you know, when you wake up that next day. And so many people, you never see a different response. You never see someone say, "Hey guys, I relapsed yesterday and I feel great." You know, the next day, everyone always say, "Oh my god, guys, I relapsed yesterday. I feel terrible. And, you know, you see them put, like, the um, the shit emoji, the dookie emoji, the doo-doo emoji, because they, they, they're trying to say that they feel shitty. They usually put a thumbs down, the emoji with the medicine mask on to insinuate that they're sick. It's sad, and it's avoidable. So, I want to talk about here the three stages of relapse. Okay, the first stage of a relapse is called the emotional relapse. Okay, say it with me, ladies and gentlemen, the emotional relapse. All right, an emotional relapse identifies a set of symptoms. Okay, so these symptoms might be familiar with you. All right, so in emotional relapse. These are the symptoms that you're going to be going through on your day-to-day basis that could potentially lead up to a mental relapse. So let's go over some of these symptoms. You're going to feel symptoms such as anxiety. That 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 A word, right? That anxiety, all right? You're going to be noticing that life is becoming difficult. You're going to be going through a rough patch. There's going to be things in your environment that's going to be stressing you and then you're going to have a heightened level of anxiety. 
You're going to also have a certain level of intolerance. Meaning that you're going to be very, you're going to be more susceptible to be angered or stressed out or, or provoked. All right. Because it's going to be little things, any little things. So the phone could ring. Someone could ask you a question and you'll, you'll snap at them. You're going to be more intolerant during this phase of a potential emotional relapse. You're also going to see heightened anger. You're going to be more easily angered. Okay, because a lot of this is dealing with stress, frustration, anxiety, intolerance, anger. They're all within that same family of emotions. Um, Defensiveness. Right. So you're going to almost you're going to be very defensive for any little thing because you're gearing yourself up to posture yourself to justify this potential relapse. But it's on such a subconscious level, you don't realize it. It's that you're subconsciously and emotionally starting to build these defenses. So if somebody gives you any constructive criticism, someone asks you a, a question about your recovery, you know, how, how's your recovery going? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know why everybody, you know, you start getting more defensive because you want to bring less attention away from that because you're, you're subconsciously starting to flirt with the idea of using again. Um, Mood swings, okay? So mood swings. So you're going to be up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, Isolation. So you're going to start isolating yourself. You're not going to want to go out as much. You're um, You're going to be more removed from your social environment, you know? And this is all part of the emotional relapse and the symptoms. Failure to attend meetings. So if you're someone that needs to attend uh, Alcoholic Anonymous or Narcotic Anonymous meeting daily to maintain your sobriety, because a large amount of our sober recovering community has to must attend meetings daily. That's the point. Um, you know, some of us is a small subset of us that are in a stage of their recovery where meetings are not necessary, but that's a small subset. So this is on a case by case basis. If you're an individual that honestly know that you need to attend meetings daily and you stop, that's a that's an absolute indication that you're potentially emotionally relapsing. OK, um, also, also poor eating habits. Okay. So yes. So you start letting yourself go a little bit. You start just eating whatever. Right now I'm going through a binge. I got to get back on my diet. I've been eating everything from cake to cereal and all of that, that, but I've been working out a lot. I'm bulking up, but I think I'm done in the bulking stage. I need to get my butt back on my diet, but poor eating habits can lead to the, a case of the fuck it's. And the case of the fuckers could lead to you just saying, F it, why don't I might as well have a drink? Now, I'm going to break down some signs here. All of these symptoms of emotional relapse are the same symptoms that deal with depression, depression, sadness, anxiety, and stuff like that. Even poor eating habits. That's all what happens when you when you sad or you depressed, you tend to binge eat, right? You tend to throw in the towel subconsciously. So a lot of these emotions are subconscious and that leads to more of a conscious reality. So the emotional relapse is subconscious, but then that leads to what? 
a mental relapse, which is conscious. That's a consciousness. Now you're starting to think about relapse and it's in your mind now. Now, so I want you to watch the emotional relapsing is synonymous with depression. So 90% of the time before you even think about relapsing mentally, you're probably going to be in a state of depression and sadness. So you're going to have to have a system in place to deal with depression when it hits while you're in recovery. I recommend a therapist. I recommend you having a psychiatrist, a family support unit that can help you and some activities that can help brighten your mood. And you might have to look into some form of medication and and check in your brain health and making sure that you're eating a diet that supports healthy mood and vitality because sometimes eating bad foods can lead to depression and living a low vibrational lifestyle can lead to depression so exercise getting the right amount of sleep um eating healthy having healthy relationships can all help prevent you being in the state of relapse okay um so that's the emotional part. So here's the mental part. Um, I want to get into the symptoms of mental relapse. So here we go. When you're mentally relapsing after a long dose and time of emotionally relapsing, you tend to start reminiscing about people and places from your past. Okay, you start to start thinking about your past. You start putting yourself in your past. You start glamorizing your past use your past life so you start talking to people like yeah back in the days i used to be the man i used to have this and that i used to be that girl i used to have it i used to be in the club me and my peoples used to get a lot of money we used to so you starting to put yourself in the past and starting to identify with the older you the the person that used to use because sometime in sobriety it could be bouts of boredom it could be about it could seem very quiet Right, it's not as exciting all the time from when you swing it from the chandeliers in your addiction. So t- people tend to live vicariously through their past, and then you have to watch that because reminiscing about people and places in your past, while glamorizing the pat your past use is all you starting to put yourself into a mental state of relapse. Right, lying, starting to lie a lot. If you start lying, you know. Um, and um, making things up and just starting to, you know, randomly just tell stories. That could also be a form of mental relapse. And spending time with people that you used to use with, okay? You, you got to watch these things, right? I watch who I hang out with. I watch where I go. A lot of my friends know now, don't, add, don't invite Pop out. He's not comfortable. He's not going to want to go. For some reason, I just don't feel the importance of partying. I don't feel the importance of hanging out. Any disposable time I have, I'm using to create or to rest up or to work out, exercise, or spend valuable time with my family because I don't have a lot of time. And I work most of the time and I'm trying to be creative. But I'm not going to take the free time I have to go to a party where people are drinking and doing drugs just to feel like I could I could do it. I can. And if I was to go into that environment, I would be fine because, of course, we have a live and let live um, reality when it comes to drinking and doing and people's having doing their thing. You could do your thing. It's not going to affect me doing my sobriety thing. 
but I'm not going to volunteer myself. I don't just get up in the day and say, you know what, let me walk into this bar on a Friday night just to unwind because I'm sticking my sobriety. I would never do that. I'd rather go to a movie than go to a place and eat some good food that's not a bar, you know, or I'd rather just have fun or do a podcast or work on a business plan or something or just do anything, work out, you know, anything that doesn't involve heavy drinking or drugs just to unwind. I'm not going to put myself in that environment. So imagine if you already in a depressed state and you're emotionally relapsing, you've been angry, you've been you've been having anxiety, you've been defensive, you've been having mood swings, and then you start reminiscing about your past life and then glamorizing your past life. Then you start hanging with people that you used to use with and they may still be using. What do you think is going to happen? You just raise the probability of a physical relapse to over 80%. So my thing is, these are the symptoms we have to be careful of. So the three stages of relapse, one, you have emotional relapse, which is synonymous with depression, sadness, binge eating, or or, um, behaviors that lead to, um, you know, that, that deals with depression and it can lead to a mental relapse. And a mental relapse is where you start thinking about relapsing hanging with people that's of negative influence, going to places you know you don't belong, not attending meetings, not doing the work. And then that all leads to a physical relapse. And a physical relapse is when you just totally give in and then you use your drug of choice. And then after you use that drug of choice, sadly, usually you go, people have to do, have to play it out. You may have to hit a long, another rock bottom to get back on track, or you're going to continue to use. But what we're doing here is a call to action to be courageous. You need courage. You need strength. And you need an action plan. You know, you need to add this to your sober's dope tool belt. You know, if I'm depressed and I'm, I may be emotionally relapsing, you got to pick up the phone. You got to call people. You got to say, lately, I've been way too depressed. I heard this podcast where Pop Buchanan was explaining that I may have emotionally relapsed. I'm eating, the, I'm eating bad food. I'm out of shape. I'm not working out. I'm sad. I'm snapping on everybody. I'm frustrated. I'm upset with my life. I feel stressed out. I have to deal with this. I might need to see a therapist. I might have to go to my priest or your pastor. I might have to go talk to a mentor. I might have to call up my mom and dad or somebody in my life that I look up to. I have to be honest with this. You have to start communicating this. Okay? And then if you if you don't check this and you get into a mental relapse, you got to say, oh, wait a minute. I'm hanging back in my old neighborhood. I'm still in the same place where I used to use and drink. You can't go back to those places. When I I, I grew up, when, when, I, when I was in the thick of my addiction, I was at my own place in um, Brooklyn. I love my place. I can't go back to that area, that, that particular area of Brooklyn where I had all of that fun and where I was drinking and wilding out at and where everything went to shit. Because when I drive past that area, all of those emotions come back. It's still raw. 
These are raw emotions. I'm not at that point. Six years later, if I step on that block where I used to really, where all of it started, my addiction really got bad, where my depression and sadness and heartbreak was tied to it, and then my love and my fun and everything was tied to this one place. It was this one time in history where all of this dysfunction came to a fold. And I, when I go back in that area, I feel out of place. It's not for me no more. I can't hang here. I can't hang around these people. I can't look at this building I used to go. It, these are all considered triggers. So when you mentally relapse, you're flirting with all the triggers that could lead to a physical relapse. All right? So look. Assuming you gave in to the emotional relapse and the physical relapse, you physically relapse and you feel like shit right now and you're sad and you're guilty and you're embarrassed and you don't know what to do. My advice, ladies and gentlemen, is in this instance, if you really relapse, you have to find I'm praying for you now because I because a lot of my friends and a lot of people out there. They are relapsing. I'm seeing it. You know, every, like I said, every day, at least once or twice on a timeline, I will see someone say, oh my God, I relapse. And it's a really tough pill to swallow. No pun intended. Um, but here's a few tips. I'm going to give you guys a few tips on how to potentially prevent a relapse after you hit a mental relapse, okay? So let's do it from the top. Three stages of relapse, emotional relapse, mental relapse. Here's some techniques to prevent a mental relapse, right? If you know you're depressed, you're sad, you're anxious, you're intolerant, you have the mood swings, you're having poor eating habits, and, you know, a few things you could do. One, call someone, like I said, pastor, teacher, mentor, mother, father, or family member that you look up to, husband, wife, best friend, someone you could confide in and be as transparent as possible. Two, wait 30 minutes before you try to use. Just if you know, you know what, I'm going to go have a drink. You have to stop yourself and you have to say, you know what, let me sit down and breathe for 30 minutes And let me see how I feel after 30 minutes. And in that 30 minutes, I want you to do something. I want you to think about what would happen if you use. What would you be sacrificing? What would your kids think? How much damage? How would you feel? You have to say to yourself, I know I'm going to feel sick. I'm going to get sick and I'm going to destroy my life. You're going to destroy a lot of things. So before you think about relapse and before you get even into a mental relapse, and, and if you are in a mental relapse before you physically relapse, I need you to really think about what's going to happen. Sit down for 30 minutes. Sit your butt down and breathe and think. Okay. Then the next thing I want you to do is don't think about your life in the terms of every day. These distresses getting to me. I don't know what a tomorrow. I just need you to focus on the moment today. Let me get through this 30 minutes and today and let me call my family and be honest. Say to them, guys, I need more help. I'm really thinking about relapsing. I don't want to. We have to go back to the drawing board. I need some help. I'm afraid. And you have to be honest. No one is going to judge you for relapsing. No one's going to judge you for being honest about potentially relapsing. 
People is just gonna always wanna see you stay on the wagon, and if you fall off the wagon, get right back on the wagon. All right, so don't we don't have time to beat up on ourselves. We have to identify where we're falling short, where we're sick at. If we're emotionally in trouble, if we're emotionally in debt and we're sad and we're depressed and this thing is compounding, you have to tell someone, I'm struggling with depression. I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I haven't been diagnosed by a doctor. But again, I'm telling you guys, here's the symptoms. If you're, if you have anxiety, if you're intolerant, if you're easily angered, if you're very defensive, if you're having mood swings, if you're isolating yourself, if you're not going to meetings, and if you're eating bad foods, you're depressed. You're, you're, you're most likely suffering from depression. And that could lead to a mental relapse. If you're living in your past, if you're glamorizing your old, your old behavior and you're doing all of that and you're seeking out people from your past who's not about shit that's still using, you're mentally relapsed. Then you're going to physically relapse. So ladies and gentlemen, that's it in a nutshell. My fifth recommendation is if you think you're going to relapse, go to a meeting. So you're sitting down in this 30 minutes. I want you to call someone in this 30 minutes. I want you to think about what would happen if you used. I want you to think about, to, to remember, you got to just get through this 30 minutes and today and then try to schedule a meeting. I guarantee you, if you take these five steps, these techniques to prevent a relapse, you're going to get through those 24 hours with a, pro, a, a probable success rate of not relapsing. And if you relapse, it's okay, ladies and gentlemen. Don't beat yourself up. But just remember the most important thing, and I'm leaving you guys with this. There shouldn't be no negative stigma on relapsing. But you must get back on a wagon. We don't have time for you to wait another six months to a year to hit rock bottom. Too many people die between that relapse and that potential rock bottom. There's too much time there. Just be honest. Call everyone you love. Say, I screwed up. Take me to the hospital. I need to detox now. Come get me now. This is an, an emergency. This is a national crisis. This is a, this is a everything. You have to treat your relapse with real urgency. It's don't be casual about it. Hey, guys, I relapsed yesterday. I feel like shit. You got to wake up and be like, oh, shit, I relapsed. I'm, call, I'm calling the ambulance. Tell the ambulance, I'm an alcoholic. I need to go to detox right now because if I don't, I'm going to go on another binge and I could possibly die and I don't want that. Call your family. Meet me at the hospital. I have to detox. We got to do this now. And don't beat yourself up. Everyone's going to love you. You're going to still be a winner. All right. I'm not giving you an out to relapse. I'm saying if you do relapse, for God's sake, get right back on the wagon. All right. I love you guys. All right. I'm going to pray for you guys and we're going to wrap this. Father in heaven, we come to you humbly, God. We ask you to pray for anyone out there that may be struggling from alcohol withdrawal, alcohol relapse, drug withdrawal, and drug relapse. We want you to cleanse their body, mind, and spirit and give them the will to get back on track, Father. Give them the spirit of discernment so they can make the right decision not to continue their binge, but to get the help that they need the next day within that moment. 
right? Take away the power. We ask you, God, take away the power of these drugs and alcohol on people and to give them the strength to renew their mind, body, and spirit. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Pop Buchanan. You're listening to the Sober is Dope podcast. We are conquering relapse today. We did a deep dive of relapse. I wanted to bring something real to you guys today. I love you all. Please go leave a comment, even if it's for this episode. Share this episode with anyone that you know relapse and don't listen to this and hold it to yourself. Don't be sober and listen to this and think it doesn't apply to you. It applies to you because you, you're going to know someone that's struggling with addiction. You have to say, go listen to this podcast. All right. Sober's Dope Movement is non for profit. We're not monetizing anything. Everything you, you see is just to give back. I love you. I hate waking up seeing people relapse. And we're going to conquer relapse today because the only thing you need to be doing if you relapse is going right back on, get right back on track. All right. I love you. Catch you on the other side. Shut
see follow. 